So this here is stinging nettle. And I noticed a lot of you were surprised that I touched stinging nettle without gloves. Stinging nettle, it doesn't sting me. Here's a nice lamb's quarters. The top is tender right now, and you could eat that raw or cooked. Dandelion, you can eat the root or the young greens. Yellow wood sorrel, cute little banana-like fruits. Mmm, mmm, sour. Look at that, green amaranth. Hi, Sam, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. So I'm super excited to share with everyone about your social media journey. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Well, it's kind of funny because uh, I'm a very uh, a latecomer to social media. I never had a cell phone until about four and a half years ago. I would never join Facebook or anything like that until about a year ago. A um, little more than a year ago, I started doing TikTok videos. Um, you know, I have a good friend, Alexis Nelson, who has done great on TikTok. And she's like, Sam, you got a great TikTok personality. You should do it. Just do it. And she encouraged me. Um, and uh, I figured... Well, if I can get people excited in person, I should probably be able to get them excited on video. So it's worked out okay. So what's the process like to creating your videos? Sometimes I have a very spontaneous video and I'm doing something and I'm like, hey, this would go good on a TikTok video. Um, we make maple syrup and um, we don't have running water out there where we do syrup. We tap birch trees to get drinking water. And um, as I was tapping a birch tree, um, I said to a friend that was helping me, I said, hey, we should film this for TikTok. This will make a great video. Um, and then that video's got almost 6 million views now. Um, meanwhile, we were putting together very carefully a well-planned out video about the process of making maple syrup. And that took probably six hours of filming and three hours of editing throughout a one-month period. And that video got pretty good. It's got half a million views. So you, you sometimes you just get a spark though. And you're like, aha that video will work. So where did the concept for your videos come from? What sparked that interest in telling people about foraging? I spent my whole life telling people about foraging. So in, in any format I can, you know, in, in writing, in person, leading plant walks. So this was just another way to do what I've always been doing. So for someone who doesn't know about foraging, can you explain it a little bit? Foraging is the process of gathering food that we didn't plant, like our ancestors did for hundreds of thousands of years, no matter where we came from. That includes mushrooms, nuts, berries, fruits, greens. Um, and, you know, we usually lump in hunting and fishing with foraging also. And it's also uh, really fun. I mean, once you start foraging, it's really hard to stop because you start craving these foods. Um, and it's really healthy. So I can't really find any negative about it. I just, I just, it's been such a blessing for me. And so to be able to share that blessing with other people has been really great for me. How does your foraging differ in different seasons? That's one thing that's great about it is the seasons are short. For me, there's like 185 seasons throughout the year. You know, they're, they're, they're five to 10 days long and they, some of them overlap. So, you know, in the spring, there's lots of leafy greens and, and later spring, there's more shoot vegetables Then you get what I call hot weather greens in summer. Um, and that's a lot of like the garden weeds. Um, at the same time, they're coming on, the berries are coming on, you know, first it's strawberries, then it's service berries and raspberries. After that, it's blueberries and then blackberries, and then it's wild plums. And it just throughout the season, there's... Um, you know, one after another. And our last berries, cranberries, we pick in November, generally. Um, and in, in the winter, it would seem like there's not a lot of foraging to do in northern Wisconsin. But that's when we get to practice all sorts of cooking and make all kinds of cool recipes with all the stuff that we stored up through the summer and fall. 
Oh, that's incredible. So going back to your TikTok journey, is there a video that you're most proud of? One of the reasons I joined TikTok was I've been trying to talk to people about, about the very prevalent use of herbicide as kind of an environmental issue and a foraging issue, uh, a safety issue, and no one seemed to be listening. So I decided to start doing TikTok as a way to bring that out to people. Um, and I have a couple um, videos where I think I've done a really good job of showing people how herbicide in wild lands is being used in ways that's detrimental to human health and to ecology and not really serving an economic function either. And those videos have had really good view to like ratios. So I know people that that have watched them have, have really learned from them. And the conversations we've had in the comments on the videos have been really healthy. That's incredible. Would you say that's your biggest accomplishment on social media? Probably. I'm trying, I'm, you know, I, I'm sharing knowledge and and I, I don't I don't know how it's affecting people, but as far as my goals, what I really wanted to do was was kind of bring out this under discussed ecological issue of of herbicide spraying in wildlands. In such a fast paced industry like social media, is there a strategy that you use to stay relevant? Yeah, my strategy is be yourself. I watch other people's TikTok videos, especially when I started to get an idea of what viewers wanted to see. But then I thought I'm going to go and be myself and not try too hard. But I'm trying to give people value in every moment, whether I'm writing, whether I'm speaking to an audience or whether I'm putting together a TikTok video. My philosophy is give people value in every moment, no spare moments. And none of the moments are for me. They're all for the audience. Is there anything that your followers can expect that's next from you? Any collaborations, any new projects or fun videos you're working on? There's a lot of videos that I don't put together, you know, on a whim. Um, and some of the ones that I've done over long term have done really great. Like I had a wild rice video that has about 25 million views. It took many months to put that together. So I have some other ones, you know, on acorn processing and, and hickory hickory oil making, um, hazelnut milk. These are some of the ones that I'm working on. Um, and I'm also would like to expand into YouTube so I can do some more in-depth videos, um, a longer attention span, you know, some, some eight to 12 minute videos that can go into more depth on how to do some of this stuff. Great. Well, I'm so happy you were able to stop by the show today and share a little bit about your story. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, I'm Justine Baker. Thanks for watching this episode of I've Been Influenced. You can find more videos like this on our YouTube, social media, website, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and follow our channel so you never miss a video.